to the ether today is wednesday march 8th 2023 today on the ether angel giving new name more impact hosted by angel protocol let's take a listen all right uh so we've got a big update today so i'm going to go ahead and kick off uh thank you to everyone joining us on this space uh, as you may already know angel protocol was founded with a mission to democratize access to financial opportunity we started out building DeFi endowments for nonprofits uh, with plans to use the same tech stack to launch other verticals such as college funds, impact funds, retirement products, micro lending, and so on, uh, with a portion of all those vertical fees going back to nonprofits on Angel. As we were designing the product, though, we realized that it would make more sense to build one solution that could be configured to fit all the use cases we could imagine, uh, along with many others that we didn't. As such, we're excited to announce an update in our direction. Going forward, what was no, formerly known as Angel Protocol will now be named Angel Giving and will continue to serve global nonprofits, providing them with free access to sustainable funding through non-custodial on-chain endowments. Angel Protocol will continue on, utilizing the extensive infrastructure we've built to help organizations unlock the potential of tokenized assets and communities with tailored Web3 RALs. So now that I've set the scene a little bit, uh, I'm going to turn it over to my co-founder and Angel's product lead, Lambert, to speak more to Angel Protocol's future. Hey, thank you, Chauncey, and uh, hi, everyone. So first of all, I would like to highlight the fact that although this new direction may feel like a substantial change, um, we're actually still focused on our mission, right, which is democratize access to financial opportunity with Web3. And uh, the fastest route to market is to work with established business, businesses sorry, that have thousands of users. And they are slowly but surely losing their competitive edge by not incorporating Web3 one way or another. So we've been talking about tokenizing everything since basically the creation of Ethereum, um, but it is now becoming a reality. Tokenized assets, and some call them real-world assets, that were before reserved to a small group of people, are now becoming available to a larger audience. Um, and with it, all the benefits of tokenization, 24-7 markets, fractional ownership, near immediate settlement, reduction of direct cost. Rugged. Rugged again. Oh, Twitter spaces. It's rough. It's rough. All right. We're going to try and redistribute and get people back in here. Uh, so just give us a minute as we re... Lambert cut off in his prime. Chauncey, are you gonna start it from the the top? Probably just for the new recording sake. <laughs> uh, yeah, that probably makes sense. We're really just getting into the flow here, so. Um, 
All right. Um, so sorry about that, everyone. Uh, I, I think that no one here is a stranger to Twitter spaces rugging from time to time. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and kick off again here. Um, let me just make sure. Uh, Lambert, are you uh, do you want to restart the recording? And I'm just going to kind of uh, take it from the top. Yeah, what happened? Ah, just rugged. Twitter Spaces is infamously unreliable, um, but it, it kicks off at the worst times, typically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, we've got a big update today, so I'm going to go ahead and kick off. Thank you to everyone joining us on this space. Uh, as you may already know, Angel Protocol was founded with a mission to democratize access to financial opportunity. Uh, we started out building DeFi endowments for nonprofits uh, with plans to use the same tech stack to launch other verticals, such as college funds, impact funds, retirement products, micro lending, and so on, uh, with a portion of all of those vertical fees going back to nonprofits on Angel. As we were designing the product, though, we realized that it would make more sense to build one solution that could be configured to fit all the use cases we could imagine, along with many others that we didn't. As such, we're excited to announce an update in our direction. Going forward, what was formerly known as Angel Protocol will now be named Angel Giving and will continue to serve global nonprofits, providing them with free access to sustainable funding through non-custodial on-chain endowments. Angel Protocol will continue on, utilizing the extensive infrastructure we've built to help organizations unlock the potential of tokenized assets and communities with tailored Web3 Rails. So now that I've set the scene a little bit, I'm going to turn it over to my co-founder and Angel's product lead, Lambert, to speak more to Angel Protocol's future. Yeah, thank you, Chauncey, and uh, hi, everyone. Um, so yeah, I, I would like to start off by highlighting the fact that although this new direction may feel like a substantial change, uh, we are actually still focused on our mission, right? Which is to democratize access to financial opportunity with Web3. And the fastest route to market for us is to work with established businesses that have thousands of users, and they, but they're slowly but surely losing their competitive edge by not incorporating Web3 one way or another. So the first competitive edge is tokenization, right? We've been talking about tokenizing everything since the creation of Ethereum, basically, uh, but it's now becoming a reality, surely, uh, slowly but surely. Um, Tokenized assets that some call real-world assets, or RWB, RWA, sorry, uh, that were before reserved to a small group of people, are now becoming available to a larger audience. Um, and with it, all the benefits of tokenization. So that's 24-7 markets, fractional ownership, near immediate settlement, reduction of direct costs, increased liquidity, automated compliance, asset interoperability, um, and that's, that's lots of words. But if there's one takeaway, it would be the feature that's the most exciting with tokenized assets, which is a blank canvas for designing financial products. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, um, with, if we take a, a meme examples, for example, would be a liquid financial product that would be long people or any digital art and short San Francisco real estate, for example, in the same product. And this product would be balanced automatically through smart contracts. So that's difficult or impossible to do outside of the Web3 space. Um, in the Web3 space is really a few lines of code when the assets are tokenized. Um, the second 
second large trend, uh, second large competitive edge that tech companies would be missing out without or three is the tokenization of communities. We've, we've seen during the past two years how DAOs have changed the game of large-scale coordination. And I think that's just the beginning. Going forward, every online community will want to have a way to crystallize the value, distribute it back to its members, and incentivize the furthering of its mission. And tokenization makes this easy. That's just another blank canvas for designing organizations. So that's exciting. And I think it's clear how massive the opportunity is. And in my view, businesses can't afford to not take the turn at risk of being left behind. And, but there's a problem, is that Web3 is notoriously hard to implement. It's costly, UX is terrible uh, at best, and the space is incredibly fragmented. I think there are more than 700 protocols in DeFi Lama with more than a million in TVL, right? So it's very hard for newcomers or non-native organizations to find the right partners. And this is exactly where we come in. We've created a set of smart contracts that we call angel smart treasuries that can be turned into any financial product in minutes. They provide access to a set of carefully previated tokenized assets for yield, and they enable minting and distributing tokens to support online communities. So really interacting with the blockchain becomes as easy as integrating with any standard API. Um, and we provide an open source UI to make the integration even easier. There's basically almost no need to know how to code to incorporate Web3 into existing products, which I think is, is pretty powerful. So uh, yeah, I, as you can tell, I'm very excited to bring Edge of Smart Treasures to market and get them into the hands of as many people as possible to reconnect with our mission, right? Um, so we're currently running a closed beta and we're targeting a test and launch by the end of, end of April, if not earlier. Um, if you think that we can help you or any organization that you know that could benefit from incorporating Web3 features, then please reach out to us directly or visit intraprotocol.io and fill the talk to us form uh, so that we can help you make your project a reality. There's no setup fee whatsoever, and we're sharing 20% of the protocol revenue generated by our partners who integrate Angel Smart Trader into the product. So, yeah, please reach out to be included in, current, in the current pilot program that we have and, and join the partners that we currently have, which are doing awesome work, such as crowdfunding in Latin America or micro lending in Myanmar, uh, among others. So, I'm now handing off the mic to Sean so that he can highlight how we are able to support them in their missions. Awesome. Thanks, Lambert. Um, yeah, I really liked the blank canvas for designing tokenized products. Um, I think that's like a really concise way of, of saying the value proposition. And like the blank canvas element is both like daunting but exciting at the same time. So it's how do we think about being more specific in terms of creating tangible use cases and pilots that demonstrate the value of what our tech stack can enable with angel smart treasuries. Um, and maybe I'll just walk through one example today because I know we have a we have a lot to cover and definitely want to dive deeper into angel giving. But at least for me um, and my work with angel, I come from an impact financing background of creating like blended capital stack projects 
and integrating outcomes-based payments into those contracts with really interesting partners that span government, philanthropic agencies, impact investors, et cetera. Um, and I think a natural extension of that for me is to use this technology in really creative and novel ways. And one thing that we're really excited by out of a lot of things to be excited about is this pilot with an organization that's a social enterprise out of Myanmar named Tunyat. They basically work to provide credit to small time farmers in rural Myanmar in their central and dry regions. Um, the political and economic stability of Myanmar is in a really precarious position. And that has a really drastic impact on the ability for farmers to not only access the supplies that they need, but also access credit to pay for those supplies. There's been a like a pretty significant shift in how suppliers accept payment. They are no longer accessing or availing lines of credit. So these farmers have to provide upfront capital. Now there's a lot of challenges in terms of the financial rails and how you actually go about that. And I think Web3 provides a lot of really inherent solutions that can help address this problem. So the first is the ability to pool funds globally. That previously wasn't an opportunity that was available to Tunyat or the communities that they're serving. The second is thinking about how you actually build on-chain credit history and credit profiles with the smallholder farmers and the rolled up committee levels that they operate under. So what we're really trying to do here with Angel Smart Treasuries and this Tunyat pilot is provide a proof of concept for, for the micro lending um, communities across the world, where really what we're trying to do is build transparency in the inflows and outflows of funds, have all governance decisions. So thinking about the credit provisions, uh, assessing credit history and making those credit decisions on chain. And then on the very, very end of it is thinking about repayment methods and what this looks like and how you can build credit profiles over time. So we are allocating um, $25,000 um, to start this pilot. We think that it's a really significant investment and a really strong use case to show a proof of concept. Um, on the tail end, we will be integrating um, basically like data-based NFTs that will be connected to each specific farmer and committee level. And what we're hoping to see over time is that we actually open up the aperture of what financing and connectivity for smallholder farmers looks like in Myanmar. So if you think about the counterfactual would be uh, a farmer going to a really predatory credit agency on the ground, charging 25 plus interest rate per year. Now they have an online profile that anyone around the world could choose to fund based on their historic harvest and repayment rates. So we are basically removing any middleman in that equation and giving them a direct to market approach to get the necessary financing that they need upfront while also creating payment terms um, and repayment schedules on the back end to create this really rich social graph. Um, so really excited for this pilot. I think that there is so much to be learned in terms of what is the viability of Web3? What does it look like for tech literacy and adoption on the ground floor? What does it look like to see these decisions made transparently on chain? And how do you level up and build that social graph? 
So we have some really um, clearly defined kind of questions that we want to determine. We have some clearly defined action items in terms of repayment rates, expected default rates, and also how we can offset that using angel smart treasuries to plug into DeFi and not enabled yield. So thinking about lowering the cost of capital or mitigating default rates um, and foreign exchange risk. Um, and then I think on the tail, tail end is thinking about once this is a successful proof of concept, how can we scale this up? Um, and really excited to work with Tunya as well as their partners. Um, they're funded by John Deere and UNSAID as well. Um, so we think that this is a really, um, really high value proof of concept and excited to, to get on the ground and, and run this. Um, and just along the same timings as Lambert mentioned in terms of our product going live and ASTs hopefully by the end of April, um, that actually coincides really well with the harvest season in Myanmar. So we'll be working on that in parallel uh, and we'll be excited to provide updates on an ongoing basis of what this looks like um, and our learnings from the field. But wanted to give a little highlight of that. Um, I think that that gives a good kind of overarching glimpse of what we're trying to do and just one purview of the potential of this. Um, if you are interested, like, please feel free to reach out to me. Like, I'm actively building out a portfolio of use cases. For me, it's on the impact side, but of course, we are open to all tech companies. Um, but with that, I will pass it back to Chauncey. Ah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Thank you, Lambert and Sean. Um, really excited about what we've got going on. And I feel like it really highlights the importance of this new direction, right? We can get our tech into the hands of a lot of impactful change-making organizations a lot easier um, through these kind of means than trying to do everything in-house. So uh, if anyone has questions at any point, uh, please feel free to raise your hand and we can uh, we can pull you up. Um, as you can see, we have a lot of exciting opportunities we're pursuing overall with Angel Protocol. Um, the best part is that most of these opportunities have actually come to us organically through the impact network we've developed while building Angel Giving. As we continued working with these different change-making organizations, it became obvious the best path towards achieving our mission of democratizing access to financial opportunity was to empower not only nonprofits, but all types of organizations who can benefit from and spread our technology. That said, nonprofits remain core to our mission, and we have many exciting updates on the angel giving front as well. So with that, I'll turn over to angel giving's lead, Tim Strupp. Th thanks, Chauncey. It's difficult to know where to start. There's uh, so much been going on. So it's, it's been a really busy time over the past few months with uh, the developers and the product team who've been tweaking existing functionality uh, on our uh, web app and adding important new functionality as well. So. The, the new angel giving brand is really exciting as we're able to enable nonprofits to direct the attention of their donors to the benefits of, of long-term endowments. Uh, there was some recent research that indicated that lots of people give by direct debits and the average evidently is about $20. Um, if they set that up in 2018, by 2024, that $20 donation will be worth $14.90. And of course, you know, with the rising costs that all nonprofits are finding, those funds just aren't covering the costs that they need. So they're, they're all eating into their reserves, which again are being invaded by inflation. So you know, the endowment with angel giving will help you know, mitigate against that erosion. 
So we're really proud as well that we accept any registered nonprofit from anywhere in the world, which does provide lots of challenges, of course. But then also when you see the results from such as the Rose Knight Foundation, um, who are based in London, but uh, work in, in, in Africa, Food Bank in Bali or the Community Action Sierra Leone. And if you follow Angel Giving underscore on Twitter, that's our new Twitter account or Facebook, um, Angel Giving underscore, you'll be able to see retweets of their work. They All, all of those three do lots of um, updates, uh, regular updates, which is always key. And when you see the smiles on the faces of those being helped, we're so proud of that support, your donations, if you're a donor, make to those, as well as to the large donations made to such as the Yellow Boat of Hope Foundation or Nova Ukraine or Third Wave Volunteers. So, I mean, there's there's lots of research that indicates that direct donations to those who need it most can make a really huge impact. And those donations are going right to where the people are doing the work. So we don't tell them to where they spend their money. They decide. And then they're happy to tell us the results. So very soon you'll be seeing a full report of the impact that the Yellow Boat of Hope Foundation has had with the $500,000 that was donated from Angel Giving, Angel Protocol in the past. And there's so much to tell about that project. There's so much to show. I, I think it was a 129 page PDF, something like that. And uh, we'll be looking at how we can share the videos, how we can share the images, how we can share the the, the meeting of the KPIs that, that, that were set. Um, and it's something you need to keep an eye on. Keep an eye on the Twitter feed. Um, but to really bring that to, to life, we'll have a Twitter space next week with Jay Jabonetta from the Yellow Boat Foundation. And you'll hear some more information about that. Um, so, so be there or be a regular equilateral, quadrilateral. And but if we go back to the developers' work uh, that we've seen over the over the last couple of weeks, based on feedback from the nonprofits, and thank you for helping. If that was you, uh, we've made amending the nonprofit page, and, and again, it's the nonprofit page. It's their page. It's your page because we believe the pages, the widgets, the funds are, are theirs. We think about self custody, custody, and such like that. Um, so we're made. We've made the. Um, amending and the editing of nonprofit pages a lot easier. We're seeing more information being added to the nonprofit pages by the nonprofits as a result. And coming soon will be the ability to add media resources as well, such as videos and images. And one of the most ex exciting as aspects, which is now live and being tested out, is a customizable widget for nonprofits to add to their own donation pages. And again, it's their widget. So the nonprofit decides on the parameters used. They decide where it goes. They decide how many they want. If you want more than one widget or if a nonprofit wants uh, different widgets to do different things, that's fine. They can do that. They can have one, two, three, four, as many as they want um, because the functionality allows them to do that. So more information will be available on the help page that you can access and search by the chat by the chatbot which you'll see on every angel giving page. And you know, please do use that. If you have any questions about what angel giving are doing, uh, Gabriel of the, the chatbot um, isn't always a chatbot. Sometimes it's a real person, but you know, uh, we love helping out. So do ask away on those, um, on those pages. And then a bit of um, alpha coming up. Uh, very, very shortly, we'll be launching uh, gift cards, which is a really exciting development so that you'll be able to gift somebody a donation for them to then give to a charity or charities of their own choice. So you choose how much you want to send, create the gift card, tell your recipients, and then when they log in, they'll see the gift card icon right there in their angel given wallet. 
And of course, they can get a tax receipt when they donate. But it would be a fantastic way to both encourage charitable giving and make use of the blockchain technology as a, you know, with a real world application. So um, we'll give more information about that in due course. Uh, but, you know, we're very excited for how that will open out um, angel giving and uh, Web3 technologies and the blockchains that we use um, even more. So uh, that's all from me at the moment. A quick reminder again, just to follow us on social media. Uh, we've got the new Twitter page, angelgiving underscore. I'll say it again. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can listen again to this and other Twitter spaces soon on our new podcast page. So all of these will be recorded. Uh, we'll have transcripts as well, and they'll be on our podcast page. That you'll also be able to come back and look at in due course. Of course, you can do that on Twitter, but that also opens it out to people who maybe aren't using Twitter, and quite a lot of the nonprofits don't use Twitter. Um, and of course, if you are a nonprofit that doesn't have an endowment, you can register right away. App.angelgiving.io forward slash register. If you want to donate, go to app.angelgiving.io and there's 160, over 160 nonprofits who'd love to have your donation. Okay, so uh, now that really is enough from me. And uh, um, oh, one more thing. No, no, I'm only joking. That really is enough from me. Uh, back over to you, Chauncey. Excellent, excellent. Uh, very comprehensive update there, Tim. A uh, ton going on on the angel giving side. A lot that I'm excited for. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to, to having uh, Jay from Yellowboat on with us uh, next week around this time. So we can look forward to that Twitter spaces um, and just really seeing an example of the kind of good we can accomplish in the world with a lot of backup and exactly you know how the funds were utilized, how they benefited different families all over all over the Philippines. So um, thank you, Tim. Uh, finally, on the Angel Alliance front, I just want to give a shout out to the Space Ape Society, uh, who raised over 129,000 stars, uh, the equivalent of over $2,500 for charity, uh, by creating an entirely new Angels and Demons charity collection. So it, it wasn't just auctioning off something from their existing collection or doing kind of a, a one-off mint. Uh, they actually went to the effort to create an entirely new collection specifically for charity. Um, it's truly above and beyond uh, an incredible commitment to social impact uh, and really a role model example of what we like to call decentralized social responsibility. Um, so I will go back to uh, to our, our unofficial motto here at the Angel Alliance. Uh, individually, we are one drop. Together, we are an ocean. All right. So if anyone has any questions about anything we've talked about today, uh, please feel free to request and we'll pull you up. Um, just to kind of recap, right, uh, we went over Angel Protocol and the uh, the new direction for, well, the kind of going back to, to the roots, but uh, really focusing the Angel Protocol direction on uh, building out infrastructure that can be utilized by um, really organizations all over the world. And uh, continuing on with our, our work that we've been doing with nonprofit endowments and uh, fundraising through Angel Giving. Um, and of course, the Angel Alliance continues on. Uh, and if, if you know of any projects or ecosystems that are interested in uh, giving back to social impact and really showing the world what we can do as a united force, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. So as we wait to see if uh, anyone has any questions, oh, here, let me uh, let me go ahead and, Tim, I, I think you can uh, hop right in here, sir. Oh, I was, I was being polite, so I was putting my hand up. Once a teacher, always a teacher. Um, it was just to say, with, with regards to the nonprofits, 
it's it's really interesting you know talking to them is, is fantastic i was saying to chauncey the other week it's I, I feel sometimes I almost feel sorry for, for members of the team who aren't talking to the nonprofits and talking to the charities to, to hear the incredible work they're doing and see the incredible thing that they're doing. But but almost almost probably 90 percent, I would say, are brand new to blockchain. This is their first experience of using blockchain of any kind. They know that there's some kind of crypto going on. It's the first time they're hearing about how to use blockchain and the benefits of blockchain. These, these are, these are, you know, they're they're getting ahead of the game as far as they see it with regards to their own profits, and they'll they'll be the evangelists of blockchain technologies in the future. So this this is such an important time for for getting them getting them on board. It's such an important time because, as as you know, the the, the first I'm, I mean I there's a, there's a certain shop a certain brand of of washing powder that we use back here at home that I've used for years and years and years because it was what my mum used and it was the first one I used and it was the first thing that came in and the, you know the first experience of these of these organizations with blockchain is so important not just for them but also then for the blockchain that's being used and then also moving forwards for how you know how they um uh, how they go forward with with their experience so yeah making it nice and easy for them to use is great um uh, it's it's just to to say that this intersection of these two worlds is just such an interesting place to work in and seeing how these can both benefit uh, benefit each other, and uh, that's my intervention over. Uh, Tim, no, thank you very much for that. Um, and it really is. It just it you start understanding why why we're doing all this. And uh, Jay, that report coming in from Yellow Boat last week was uh, just really excellent all around. Um, really helped reaffirm the the impact of what we do and and why we do it. Uh, and we, let's see, um, let me pull up Kawhi here and give it a second while he connects. Can you hear me okay? Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Yes, we can. Uh, pleasure to have you on stage. Yeah. A long, long time uh, member of the community and supporter of Angel Protocol. For sure, for sure. Um, love, the, love the work you are doing. Um, I was just curious if uh, there was any updates on the uh, Halo token. Yeah, so uh, with the Halo token, um, I mean, honestly, we're taking our time in terms of relaunching it. I uh, really just want to focus on some of the key product areas, uh, but we are planning to relaunch that towards the end of this year. Um, we're sticking with our plan of making sure that all holders of Halo on uh, Terra Classic at time of DPEG are made whole. Um, so anyone who was supporting us uh, um with uh, with holding the Halo token in the past, uh, we'll um, have that distributed out to them. Uh, and then some of the specifics in terms of what that process will look like, of whether it will be an airdrop or a claim process, uh, we'll have more information on that um, as we get closer to the end of the year. But, but if you have any uh, other questions beyond that, happy to address. Yeah, um, what uh, chains are y'all planning on kind of being on eventually? Yeah, so uh, right now we're on Juno, um, and we are actively building out to Polygon. So for the past few months, uh, we've been going through a contract migration. So all of our Rust contracts are available on EVM as well. Uh, this opens a whole world of possibility for us, both in terms of users and different yields we can tap into. 
Uh, so Polygon Testnet, uh, we should be live um, by the end of this month, roughly, uh, hoping for an actual production release on Polygon uh, towards the end of April. Um, so that's the biggest one we're focused on now. Uh, we're also currently in a hackathon for Injective. So um, much of our code base from Juno is pretty readily uh, um, available to be moved to, to other Cosmos chains. Um, and the benefit here from a user perspective is it, it provides access to uh, creating these angel smart treasuries for the members of that community. Because uh, obviously, wherever the, the actual code for angel smart treasuries live is, is where the, the treasuries ultimately live. Um, and really, kind of long-term view is to make this accessible to as many chains natively as possible, uh, even though it is very multi-chain by default, right? You can connect from almost any chain, connect your wallet, um, you know, contribute, leverage the vaults. Uh, but yeah, I think that um, that Juno for now, uh, Polygon as our EVM home, and then exploring Injective as an additional option. Cool, cool. Well, that's uh, it for me. Thanks. Awesome. No, thank you for uh, for the questions. So as we wait to see if anyone else has questions, uh, I just want to express how grateful I am to our community for sticking with us through the past year. Um, 2022 was difficult in many regards for, for many people in the industry as a whole. Uh, but I also think it was uh, very necessary, um, kind of forest fire of sorts, uh, getting rid of some of the the more negative uh, aspects of DeFi summer and really clearing the way for fresh growth and, and real customer uh, user focused types of protocols that provide real value. Uh, and let's see, we have uh, Johnny here. So I'm gonna bring Johnny up to speak. Another longtime fan and community member for Angel. Yo, hey, Chauncey, how you doing? Hey, doing great, Johnny. How you doing? Good, man. It's definitely been a minute. Um, yeah, so I just saw you, uh, you know, had a space. So I just thought I'd pop up and, and chat with you for a minute. Um, so I have a question for how, how did you make the, the decision on, on the change that you chose? A lot of considerations. This is one that we pondered quite a bit. So... Um, starting from the beginning, right, uh, we were originally built on Terra. So within the cosmos, um, after Terra uh, collapsed, um, we had some hard choices to make. And for various reasons, we didn't feel comfortable relaunching on the new Terra chain. Um, there's a lot of baggage there, especially considering our clientele with nonprofits. Uh, but we wanted to be able to relaunch and, and make our functionality available as soon as we could. So Juno was perfect in that regard. Uh, much of our contract code base was easily migratable over there. Uh, very strong dev community on Juno, um, good technology and tooling. Uh, so that was the reason that we originally launched on Juno. Uh, now, with Polygon, the decision there was largely around reaching more people. So unlike a lot of you know DeFi protocols that are very focused on the crypto space, uh, Angel Protocol and Angel Giving are leveraging the technology of this space. But really, our target is more mainstream um, uh, organizations. 
So, you know, you can see that obviously with nonprofits with angel giving, as well as the updated direction for angel protocol overall, you know, supporting tech companies around the world. Um, so with Polygon, it gave us access to a more mainstream type of community. It also uh, increased efficiency in terms of the various yield sources we're tapping into. So uh, while Cosmos has a lot of burgeoning and exciting opportunities in regards to yield, uh, most of the kind of battle-tested yields that we want to be leveraging at this moment are EVM-based. Uh, and while you can connect in uh, from a cross-chain perspective, thanks in the large part to, to what groups like Axelar and Squid are doing, um, it is still more efficient to do that within Polygon. Uh, and then we wanted to do Polygon over Ethereum mainnet uh, for the accessibility and gas fees and the overall business development focus of Polygon on reaching these different mainstream companies and, and bridging them into the space. Uh, and when we talk about getting you know, the next billion users into Web3, I feel like that's, that's part of the path, right? Is meeting the existing organizations where they are, giving them a path to experience the benefits of the space and, and you know, really the core of what Angel Protocol as well as Angel Giving are doing. Um, so those are the main considerations, but happy to elaborate on any of that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that definitely makes sense. It, it, it's, um, you know, I do have some experience on the, the, the East side that, you know, it's just hard in general to raise funds. Um, so it doesn't matter which platform. Uh, I think ETH, ETH, you know, obviously has a higher user user base. You know, there, there are more users, more transactions, more more um, flow. Um, but that can change over time. Just gonna, it's it's just a matter of you know how how long do you have? Um, because I think philanthropy still is in in, in Web three is still um, you know years away. At least from my experience, in, in you know flipping JPEGs and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean that's part of our whole mission is helping advance that. Um, and when you think of, it, yeah, I, I I agree I agree with the with your take there. Um, and and that's exactly what we're trying to do is advance philanthropy in the space through multiple iterations. Um, and there's some really exciting stuff we've got going on that we haven't even been able to talk about in terms of doing things like completely non-custodial donor-advised funds. Um, for those not familiar, donor-advised funds are a very popular vehicle for people who want to participate in philanthropy and are interested in the tax benefits. Um, it allows people to kind of donate a lump sum into a fund, uh, get an immediate tax write-off for that, uh, but then be able to distribute those funds over time and also grow them over time. Now, you know, to your point about you know philanthropy, Web three philanthropy not being fully, uh, it not not reaching its potential yet or, or being fully fleshed out. Um, these are the kinds of advancements that I think are necessary, right? Um, most of philanthropy that you see in Web three is actually more traditional centralized Web two companies doing custodial solutions. Uh, none of which is really the ethos of what Web three represents. Um, so that's why with Angel Protocol, it's always been very important for us to be non-custodial, to make sure that our clients own their own accounts and data. Um, so when you think of something like DAFs, right, you, it becomes very, very difficult to do in Web3 in a truly trustless way, because part of the restriction on DAFs is the funds need to be distributed to nonprofits and charitable organizations. So 
unless you have non-custodial accounts and wallets and in uh, yeah and on-chain endowments for these different organizations, you have no way to create a trustless DAF that has no custodians. Uh, but since we have this over 160 organizations on angel giving covering all types of different cause areas that all have their own wallet addresses and accounts, you can actually create a non-custodial on-chain DAF that is limited within the smart contract parameters to only be able to allocate funds out to nonprofits on angel giving. Um, so this increases donation inflow to angel giving, uh, creates really what would be the world's first non-custodial, trustless DAF uh, product. Uh, and to us, those are the kinds of innovations that really get crypto philanthropy to where it needs to be to, to evolve to the next step. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, Chauncey. So, so what is it? What is the model then? Are you, um, you know, taking? Is it a percent model? I mean, there's obviously there's organizations like Endowment um, and uh, the Giving Block. Um, so, so how, how are you thinking about the business model? Yeah, and uh, just quick shout out. We we love the folks over at Endowment. Uh, I think they're doing great work. Uh, really, someone that we. Um, respect in the crypto philanthropy space and, and work with them on various different initiatives here. Some some going on in the background right now that we'll be uh, updating on in the future. But um, yeah, so with our fee model, the important thing for us was to really make it a frictionless process for nonprofits to experience the benefits of Web3 tech. Um, and the same thought applies to Angel Protocol and its direction, really removing the friction because when you think about some of the adoption issues for Web3, part of it is uh, the, the trust issues. Um, part of it is the cost and complexity. So if we make it very simple for people to register, charge no upfront costs, it gets a lot of more people in the door, lets them see the benefits the space can provide. So our revenue model is all built on the back end. Uh, we only win when the organizations we're serving win. Uh, so we have a very simple model. It is 1% on assets under management uh, annually, uh, and it is 1.5% on withdrawals. Uh, we charge no setup costs. We no, take no cut of incoming donations. Um, so this also allows the money to come in without any fees, grow without any fees, and then really only on the withdrawal side. Cool, man. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate it. Well, I, you know, I applaud you and the team for you know, sticking with this and, and uh, you know, grinding through. I know it's a super challenging time in the market. So, uh, yeah, I mean, hats off to you guys. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate that, man. It's been a it's been a heck of a journey, uh, but also a very rewarding and fulfilling journey. Uh, you know, especially to what Tim was talking about when you see the results and the actual real world impact it's having and the lives it's changing. It it keeps us keeps us going. So uh, we're not we're we're not planning to to stop anytime soon here. Um, yeah, so I, I would just say, you know, 2023 is looking bright. Uh, together, we've persevered and pushed forward. Uh, we have a vision to create the world's leading infrastructure for global equitable access to financial opportunity, uh, while proving to the world Web3's potential for good. Um, we really couldn't do it without y'all. Uh, so we hope you have a great week ahead and tune back in next week when we welcome Yellow Boat of Hope to speak to their life-changing work helping families and students in the Philippines. So, um, yeah, uh, thank you everyone very much for tuning in. Uh, take care and thank you. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Angel Giving. New name, more impact.
recorded on Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo, I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back, doing a little Magic pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday And I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing Left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception The base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties The sums of money that go to the record label Per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around Three quarters of a cent Each time someone listens to one of their tracks Leaving only some portion of that For the actual artist Pennies, pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies per play. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses. Now we're on the fence like we forgot how to choose That's what happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music